my friend was broke. She didn't know what to do or where to turn. I'm Nora Ellen. The reason I began this podcast called Women Starting Over is to help women like my friend who find themselves in financial hardship, like divorce, or lost their job or went bankrupt, or maybe, sadly, their husband passed away. You will love these real-life stories of my guests of how they went from being broke to hope to financial success. If she can do it, so can you. Here we go. Welcome to the Women Starting Over podcast, where you will be inspired, motivated, energized to get that income that you are needing. Whether you lost your job, ended up in divorce, maybe your husband lost his job or became ill and now you're the main breadwinner of the family. Maybe you're re-entering the workforce or you lost your business. You could be retiring and just don't have enough to live on. For some, your occupation and industry is becoming obsolete because of technology. We have acronyms now like AI, IT, or you could be starting over by choice, which is more my story at this time in my life. I'm restarting over. Hello, I am Nora Ellen, your host on this Women Starting Over podcast. We are going to go together on new beginnings. I will have different guests on the show to help you learn new ways of thinking, give you some new ideas, give you the courage and the confidence you need to believe in yourself, which is one of the main aspects of earning more income. I'm going to share my story, and we will have other guests on the show that will be sharing their stories. This way, you can get some different thoughts that you've never had before when it comes to making income in this day and age. I had actually shared my story in an earlier podcast and decided as I was listening that there's probably going to be some women that are thinking, wow, I can't do that, or I don't want to do that, or I can't do that where they, I live. It's too gutsy, risky. Our minds can often shut off if we're listening to something that we think, oh, that doesn't pertain to me, even though we keep listening. We tune out. We go into what I call the zone. <laughs> What I want to encourage you to do is believe and expect that in each episode, you will get some golden nuggets from each woman. There's going to be something that you can gain for your journey that you're going on with new beginnings. Your mind is the best asset that you have. It can be the worst asset too, as we know. We often have self-limiting beliefs. I want you to be able to release those self-limiting beliefs. I decided that it's better to talk in this episode about preparing for this journey. We never go on like a road trip or climb a mountain without some kind of preparation. If you're going to climb a mountain, you're not going to go straight up because if you had a big giant boulder, you're going to quit. 
And that's what we want to help you avoid on this show. Or say you're going cross country on a road trip. You're going to make sure you check the tires, make sure there's enough gas in the car to get where you're going. And that's part of this podcast is your mindset is very important. There's going to be some things you need to unlearn. There's going to be some new habits you're going to need or habits to break. There's only two kinds of habits, those we're doing and those we're not doing. (laughs) We're also going to be talking about your money thermostat. How were you raised when it came to money? There's a programming that many of us have when it comes to money. I know for myself, I realized that I hit a kind of ceiling where I kept making the same amount of money and couldn't figure out why couldn't I push that past that. I started learning what it was, what my, my money earning blocks were that I needed to break through. Some that came as I was being raised as a child or some I experienced when I was older, the things that we hear. We have terms like filthy rich or dirty money or money doesn't go on trees. Maybe you had a parent that said, what do you think I'm made of, money? <laughs> if With a term like filthy rich, probably our subconscious could sabotage, uh, sabotage us because who wants to be considered filthy in the first place? And I don't know where that term came from, but it did not help our culture. And we have often judged people who are rich without really knowing their journey or who they are. In my opinion, Hollywood sometimes tends to portray the rich as greedy or corrupt people who are cold and ruthless. That's just not true. Rich people are some of the most giving philanthropists in the world. I'm going to share my story and my background. I was raised in Colorado. I'm from the Rocky Mountain State. Love Colorado. It's beautiful there. As I was growing up, I was pretty much raised to be a wife, a mother, and serve in the community. That's what my mom did. And that was great. My dad also served in the community. He was an entrepreneur. He owned his own real estate company. And he did some development. As a little girl, I loved hearing about his business dealings over the phone. I would kind of hang out and listen to what he was talking. In those days, there was no call waiting or caller ID. We children were told to stay off the phone if dad had a very important phone call coming in for business that he did not want to miss. I did go to college. I wanted to be a PE teacher and change the world because I just remember in school, it seemed the most influential teachers were PE teachers and PE class. Everybody seemed to adore our PE teachers. I did not like when the PE teachers would divide us into teams and they'd have Johnny, who was the high school hero on the football team or Joey, who everybody loved him because he was so good at basketball, picked the teams. And of course, who are they going to pick? The most athletic. I was in the middle, so in the middle of who they chose. So it wasn't too bad. 
I wasn't the best, but I wasn't the worst. And I always felt bad for the kids that were the worst. So that was going to be my mission. I was just going to go and change the world of education. <laughs> I went to two years of college, a covenant college in, on Lookout Mountain, Tennessee. Then I decided I wanted to go to a big university. So that's what I did the next two years. I went to the University of Northern Colorado, which is in the, at the time was in the top three colleges in the nation for teachers. I did not graduate because I chose to get married to someone who was in the military and we were going to be moving around too much for me to wait. And I figured I'll just finish my education later, which didn't happen because of the moving around. And then I had children. During that time, I volunteered quite a bit. I was the coordinator for a club of girls called Pioneer Pioneer Girls Club. We had 70 girls in the club. I was on a curriculum task force for school. I helped with a mission to Mexico. I sold Avon in the days that we had a territory. And I did some other things to help the poor and needy. Sadly, I'm going to fast forward. I ended up in divorce. Here I am not a career woman. I was home with my kids. I'm so glad for those years that I was home with my children. I don't regret any of that. But now, what do I do? I don't have a degree that I can fall back on. I didn't have some kind of career. I was thinking I did not want to have to go get a job and work for someone (laughs) because it just wasn't in me being more entrepreneurial. But I had to do something to take care of myself. One of the first things I did was take a little time off to recover. I was fortunate enough to be able to do that, but not very long at all. I did follow the advice of a friend. I hired a career coach. His name was George. I don't remember the last name, but I paid $150 to meet with George. He helped me put a resume together, and he was very encouraging, very uplifting. That might sound like a lot of money, but it was one of the best investments I ever spent. He also had a group of us that met together where we would help network with people that needed a job. Maybe I knew something that could help one of the group members, or they could help me. We processed our lives together. We were very encouraging. There was a time when I was talking to one of the gentlemen in the group about what I grew up with. What did I know to do? And he had mentioned real estate, which with my dad having a company, I did some things for him when I was a teenager. I worked a little at the office. I'm very thankful for that. In between my college years, as far as sophomore to junior and that I worked for Kelly girls part-time for Kelly girls. It's always good to know what is my experience? What have I done? Kind of like what's in my hand? What are my skills and talents? I decided at the time to go ahead and get my license to sell real estate, but also to invest And here's where I want you to stay tuned in to what I did. There's some gold nuggets that you can get out of this. 
I did buy a house for sale by owner. I got qualified to buy a home, to buy that home as an investment property. This was in 2003 and four when the subprime loan started, where it was what they called, uh, it's kind of a loan where you didn't have to really give many documents. You just gave them information about, about your background, maybe what you had. I bought a for sale by owner from a guy from Nebraska. I figured he's from Nebraska. He's probably going to be honest. And we, I bought the house on a handshake. We agreed to the terms. And next thing I know, the person, Jim, his name was Jim, called me and said, hey, Nora, I'm sorry, I just can't sell the house now. So I just let that go and looked for another one. What I decided on that one is I would buy it at auction. In Arizona, we have we don't have foreclosures. It's really a, actually a trustee state. You can buy houses at the trustee sale. I worked with a company that did the bidding because the way it is now with most trustee states where the auctions are at the courthouse, it's, it can be where you live dominated by just a few bidders. And they try to bid everybody out kind of, it is a little bit of a monopoly, but it's not an impossible situation. I paid a company $1,500 to bid for me, which I think I needed to give them at the time when I, if I won the, the bid, there was a house. I looked at some different houses. So I was very careful when I bid, it was a newer home. I won the bid and it needed work like a lot of work. Unfortunately, I had to make the, the residents leave. I helped them out a little bit to help them to be able to, to move out. And it just needed some light cosmetic work. So I fixed that one up, and then I ended up getting Jim's house too. So I had two houses. Then I decided to do lease options on the houses, which was I would had the tenant, prospective buyer sign a contract. We decided on the price of a home for one of them. And the other one, I was just when they were ready to buy, it was going to be at market value. Now, in the meantime, the houses started going up and up and up. So the one that signed the contract with the actual price of the home built in, uh, got a good deal. <laughs> so, but I didn't lose any money. I still, I still made some money about 11,000 on that one because I built in a price of the home of what I thought that it would appreciate like 6% a year. Then on the other home, I didn't have anything built in and it did go up and up and up. And the person was too inconsistent in paying their rent. Finally, unfortunately, we ended up in a court situation and I got the house back. It went up and up and up and I made tens of thousands of dollars on that particular house because the timing and there's timing in all different kinds of markets, all different kinds of industries. And fortunately I hit the right timing and there will be something for you where now is the right timing. I then started actually using my real estate license. And here's the thing about selling because people get can be turned off about, no, oh, the car salesmen are just selling. I can't sell. 
Again, don't ever let yourself think you can't do anything because yes, you can. Other people did it. You can too. Just a matter of learning how to think, how to act. You're either going to sell your time, your talents, and your skills to a boss, to a company, or you can actually sell products yourself. And everybody needs a home. I did not look at it as I'm selling. I looked at it, I'm helping people find their home or helping them sell their home so they can go live where they want to go. And really, in a way, real estate's almost finding your next client. <laughs> it's not like hairdressing where they return to you every, every few years. The thing about getting a license, it only costs me $300 and 90 hours of school to sell the most expensive commodity, one of the most expensive, but really real estate tends to be the most expensive commodity. So it's not even something you need a college degree with. And there's a lot of support that you can get. And there's other, other industries. Insurance is a little different. Probably if I had to do it again, I actually might have sold insurance because I did not know at the time there is a residual that you get with your clients that, that stay with you, that that's ongoing with real estate. It's just a one, a one-time thing. Then at this point in my life, I've been doing real estate for 11 years. I've made in the six figures. I've done really well. I am deciding that I'm also going to be doing podcasting and going in a little bit of a different direction, which I'll share in some future episodes. Right now, I just want to share my story, what I did. It took a lot of rethinking, seeing myself in a different way. I'm no longer a wife. I was still a mother. My kids were older, but I was a single mom and they were in college. So I helped them out with that a little bit. Then they got married. <laughs> so I know what it's like as a woman working as a single mom or being married. And this podcast is more for the single mom. Part of the reason I'm doing it for single moms, we have a different kind of journey. If you're married, you have usually have that support at home. You have that person that is also bringing in income or helping with the chores or the kids. It's You have that built-in support where if you're single, you don't have that at home. You do everything yourself. If there's something that a single mom can do, most likely a woman who's married and have some more support can do that also. I'm going to give you a fun assignment to do between now and our next episode, and I hope it's what you're already doing in your life. That is, in the mornings, before you open your eyes, when you realize you're awake, is to start being thankful for everything you have. Thank God, or for you if it's the universe, but, but thank. I thank God every morning with all kinds of my, being thankful for my kids, my granddaughters, my pillow, my little fluffy dog that I can see. Obviously, you can hear because you're listening to this podcast. Gratitude is so strengthening. It lifts your mood. It does 
great physiological things in your body. It helps you emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And we know that we're four-part people. We're not just a single dimension. Practice being grateful. Even there's times if I lost a real estate deal, I just thought, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to find something to be thankful for because this is just one. Tomorrow is a new day. In fact, the next hour is new. This goes back to your mind being your best asset in this journey of new beginnings that you're on. We have our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. We're learning more and more about the differences Our conscious mind tends to be the part that wants to keep us safe, don't take any risks, but it also holds knowledge and education. Then there's our subconscious mind. That's the programming that's kind of, as we say, in the back of our mind that can be running. Like I said, giving you that thermos, money thermostat that can hold you back or move you forward. Thank you for tuning in to Women Starting Over podcast and tune in next week as we have a new guest on our show. Thank you very much. Well, my friend, thank you for letting me be with you today. Please leave a review so that women that need help can find this podcast. I am Nora Ellen, your host. See you next time on Women Starting Over.